stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's stock strategist, Jeremy Mullen, who's the editor of the Counter-Strike and the Commodity Innovators newsletters here at Zach's to talk about the Fibonacci retracement levels. And this is an interesting topic. Jeremy's kind of our Zach's expert on the Fibonacci's, but I thought we would examine what, what does it mean? What is a Fibonacci and how do you use it? And so Jeremy's going to show us a lot of examples here on the video podcast using various charts on some key stock tickers, how he uses it to be a better stock trader. So welcome, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, so I wanted to uh, look into what is Fibonacci. Like we, we use this term a lot in trading. It's a technical uh, trading system. And I always thought this has to be named after a guy, right? I mean, Fibonacci, that's what it sounds like. So I looked it up and sure enough, it is. But his real name was Leonardo de Pisa, Leonardo from Pisa. Apparently, he was born around 1170 and he died around 1240. But he was considered a mathematical genius, apparently. And he was one of the first to bring the Hindu-Arabic numerical system to Europe. So what that means is they used to use the Roman numerals to do all their counting before Fibonacci uh, adapted the other system and brought it into Europe. So it was this big uh, change for banking, for business. It uh, like was basically like the, the AI of its day, because it made all those things easier, like bookkeeping, when you're using the numerical numbers of like zero to 10, basically. He also wrote like a key book that was called, let me see, um, Book of Calculations. That's in English. He wrote that in 1202. And he used um, sequences to calculate the growth of rabbit populations. But this was like kind of cutting edge at the time as well, again. And basically, it's arithmetic. He was like the father of arithmetic. So he's a pretty uh, important guy, but he kind of was lost to history for a while. And um, it was only until like the 15th century that they started calling him Fibonacci because, again, his name was Leonardo de Pisa. I'm not sure where the Fibonacci part comes from, but maybe that's a family name or something like that. But they think either in the 15th century, the 18th century, they started calling him Fibonacci. It just and sounds then cooler. That, I, I know, that. right, exactly. <laughs> um, that term got attached to various mathematical things, including later on these uh, retracement levels that are used in stock trading. His name was attached to that. Um, there's also actually a book you can read about him. A math professor got really intrigued by him and ended up doing like a 10-year journey into finding out who was this guy. And he wrote a book from a couple of years ago. You can find it on Amazon. His name is Keith Devlin. And the book is called Finding Fibonacci, the quest uh, to rediscover the forgotten mathematical genius who changed the world. So it sounds like a real important thing. Also, if you ever go to Italy and go to Pisa, there is a statue 
built to him there in one of the cemeteries uh, from like 1863. So this guy, like, you know, he dies in like 1240 and still by 1863, so 600 years later, they're still putting up statues to him. That kind of tells you like the importance, you know, maybe all of us will be lucky to have a statue put up to us 600 years later, but I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, but yes, Fibonacci, it's just so interesting. And now we're going to use it in one of the many methods because there are many uses for what he uh, studied and brought forward. And one of them is these retracement levels. So uh, looking up what it is on the retracement level side, when you talk about a Fibonacci retracement level, uh, I did notice because I'm not the technical person here. Jeremy is. I'm only the fundamentalist. So that's why I have him on today to talk about all this. But there are numerous levels you can use for the Fibonacci retracement levels. And some of the four most common ones I saw from the Wikipedia page were 23.6%, 38.2%, 50% retracement level, and 61.8%. But Jeremy's going to talk about which are the ones he uses and why and give us more insight into how to use this thing called a Fibonacci retracement level. So I'm turning it over to you, Jeremy, for more of the actual technical analysts. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, be sure to check out the video podcast. You can get it on Zax.com slash YouTube. Go over there so you can see all the charts and it's kind of important on this one. You can keep just listening, but I think you'll learn more by actually seeing what Jeremy is doing on the charts. So check it out over there. And while you're over there, just subscribe to our channel. You'll get all of our videos over there and like this podcast because that helps it get it to more people. I do think, you know, this is an interesting topic and I wasn't aware on how the Fibonacci's worked until years ago when Jeremy, you know, shares his wisdom with us here at Saks. And uh, so I find it really interesting and I hope you will too. Okay. So Jeremy, what, what do we do? Like if we want to use a Fibonacci level, where do we start? Yeah. Well, I want to go a little background on how I found Fibonacci. You know, when I was in middle school, I think I came across like this, the golden ratio in one of my classes. And I remember that name Fibonacci forever. So in my first five years of trading, I never really used it. But some of the other traders I would be sitting next to, they talked about it. I'm like, what is this? So eventually I started paying attention to these, these levels that they were uh, working with. And I'm like, man, what is this? Voodoo magic? Why did that stock bounce right off the 61.8? And so I started in all my charts, started drawing. And I've been doing it for 15 years now where I've just I've found certain levels that work for me. Uh, basically, a stock A goes from $60 to $90. I don't want to buy $90. I'm looking for a pullback. So what I want to do is I want to uh, draw a retracement from that $60 level to the $90 level. And what the Fibonacci levels do when they get a pullback is give me a nice place for an entry that gives me a risk reward. And that's what is for a trader. You're looking for that risk reward. So we can look into some charts and I can show you guys how this works. And for you listening, I'm going to do my best to fill in like what levels and what I'm talking about. But I would encourage you to check out the video just because you can see the stuff a lot better. So, all right, let's look at this uh, chart. I have the NASDAQ futures up here, and this is a chart going all the way back to 2015. And 
Of course, in 2020, we had the COVID crash and we made a low here and we rallied. We pretty much went straight up for two years. So if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I missed it, you know, I don't want to chase this crazy rally. What you do then, and we had been looking for this for a while, I'm going to take the drawing away, is you get a Fibonacci retracement and any charting platform will have this, okay? You draw up to from the lows, which I have just under 7,000 in the NQ, to the highs, which is just under 17,000. And look at this pullback, where it bounced off of the 61.8% to a T. I gave it a little kiss down there and we bounced. And we did dance around for six months in this buy zone. And what I what I call buy zones are the levels between the 61.8 and halfway back, which is the 50% retracement. Halfway back is an old Chicago floor term. That's what they used to say back down there. And it's kind of stuck to the industry. Um, that's just the halfway back move from a low to high. But what I look for is a confirmation that there is support in that buy zone between the 61.8 and the halfway back. And as you can see, we bounced off. Uh, we didn't quite get to the 61. We had a nice bounce in the middle of 2022, but then came retested lows and went down to that 61.8, tried to test it again. And at the beginning of 2023 is when we just started to take off for whatever reason. You know, the reason doesn't really matter if you're just looking at the chart. Now, yes, we had the AI stuff, whatever, you know, things improve, but look at that 61.8 stuck. And what I do then is I look for targets when this 61.8 uh, is confirmed as a long setup. What I use is, and what a lot of people don't talk about is the negative 23% uh, extension here. So if you go to edit properties in your charting platform, you can kind of put these uh, different levels up. So I would encourage people to kind of just explore and play with, you know, all the different things that your trading platform can do and all your, what your charts can do. So I have that negative 23.6. Look what we've done. We're almost to this big macro multi-year setup, which is just fascinating. I mean, I, I didn't think we'd get there that fast at the beginning of 2023. I was like, yeah, it's there. But wow, here we are almost to those targets of this big FIB setup from the COVID lows to the 2021 highs. So uh, pretty amazing. Let me draw another okay, one for you. Um, how I this have a question though. Yeah, so what it. does that mean? What if we hit those those huge highs up there? What if yes, we actually Usually what happens that? is when, and this is what I've noticed throughout my career, is once you hit a FIB target, you fill it, right? And we get a we get another ne the next retracement. Okay. So we come down and you look for the next one. That would be the place I want to sell or even get short or look for a short and then look for a move down to that next retracement. Now, what might that be? Well, I could probably take this low. Let's say we get up there and I'm looking for that uh, 1600 level there maybe. Um, now that hasn't been confirmed yet. We could do a little dance back and forth, but um, that's what kind of where my mindset would be. Now we can also do something like, let me remove this and we had that high back in July, and I can take the high, draw the low, and kind of get a, like a mini setup here, right? So what I'm looking for is, all right, if this bounces up, does that 61.8 hold for a short? Now I can actually use this for a short, and it almost did, right? Like it almost came down and filled back down here, but look, we broke this level and we went up, and then what I look for is this golden ratio, the 161.8 extension as targets, and you can see we hit it, we backed away, so I'm gonna remove this, and then we went into the next one. Highs to lows, hit it again, backing away a little bit now, 
So you can do this in a small time frame, and you can do this in this multi-year macro time frame as well. So it's it's pretty cool tool how you can use it. And what it does is it provides this risk reward. You know, if I was buying the Nasdaq down at eleven thousand down there near the sixty-one point eight, I could just say, okay, if this breaks, I don't want to be involved in that trade anymore. So it gives you a kind of a good risk reward there. Considering so it, if it had broken down instead of up right there, that's yeah, when so you're if like, it broke hey, below it's that. Over. Let me draw it again. So if we had a, a like if this took out the was it ten thousand five hundred level, now I might give it a little room just because the Nasdaq can have some crazy days. But if we were to have a close below there and start trending down, I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna reset here. But no, we bounced back up, and you know what your risk reward here is like if you're risking ten thousand, it's five hundred points first. Uh, you know, the 8,000. So you could still be sitting in this thing and laughing it up. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how I approach the macro level. But also you can do those kind of mini monthly, even day trades on using this stuff. Okay, that's good. Um, should we take a look at a few stock charts? Yeah, um, I think one of the most exciting ones, the one that you want to look at was SMCI, right? Yeah, super okay. microcomputer. Yeah. Just because everybody's talking about how it's, you know, and look at this ridiculous chart, right? It's gone vertical. Yeah, it's done <laughs> it has. three years. Look at that chart. So I'm gonna it yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> zoom in. I have this drawn up, so I'm gonna delete it. We have hit there's other levels between the one uh past the one sixty one point eight. There's the two sixty one point eight and the four twenty three point six. I call this the greedy man's targets. And look what we did. We just hit it and we're kind of backing away. All right. This is where I would be out no matter what. I'm out of here. Okay. Okay. In full disclosure, I have to say I own it in the insider trader now. And we've only owned it a week because the insider just bought in and we did buy in. But now now you're making me nervous. <laughs> well, I'm going to show you where I, where I would be getting back in. I'm not shorting this thing until I get a confirmation that it, like, it looks like a short because it's a running freight train. But if I was long from this setup here, so let me redraw this so we can all see it. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the August um, highs here. That we had a look like they had a hiccup on earnings and it sold off, and then kind of went sideways. We kept on coming in this 61.8, 61.8, 61.8. Cut through it, the close below it on the weekly here, and then we started cruising higher, and then the earnings really took it higher, right? So you can see we kind of came up to the 161.8. And there was a little back and forth, 261.8, wicked up, back and forth, and then just the just straight shooter to 423. So um, if I'm looking for an entry, and this could scare you, what I do then is I take this prior low, now all the way back down here again, right? Because this is a new setup from this 2023 or 2024 low, basically, up to highs. And I would look for a pullback down into this buy zone. So it's a it's a 480 to 540 buy zone. And then that would give me these targets up here at 934. Uh, now, we could make new highs for whatever reason. Um, and then I would have to redraw this chart, right? I would have to redraw it higher. Uh, just because I had that 423 target doesn't mean it's going to stop there. So what I want to do is I need to make sure that's a high before I in looking for these targets. Because if it goes up to 1100, then I have to redraw the whole thing. Um, now I'm gonna zoom in on this for a shorter term, because I know people are probably looking to uh, short this. Here, let me get the, oops, let me get the daily up. 
And that's not even going to show us. Let me get the hourly up. Okay. So let's say you're looking for a short. You draw these highs to these lows. Look what's happening here. Do you see this? How we wicked up into the 61.8. So I would be looking for a short. If, if we can hold this level to the short side, so eight, eight, uh, 786, and we cut back below the 750 level, I'm pretty feeling pretty good we get to 730. Okay. Now, if you break above it, I'm covering my shorts at 790 to 800 because I have risk up here to 850. Okay. Now, if you're looking for a long again, buy the 800s, sell 850s basically. Um, now, what's your risk reward on this if you're getting short here? So it's we're 780. You're risking about 10 points to make 50. So that's what I'm talking about, about the risk reward is you're risking 10 to make 50. You have this kind of a confirmation here and why it might trade through it while we're talking because I have a live screen, but you have kind of a confirmation here of some resistance. So you could potentially initiate a short down there. Uh, I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying this is how kind of traders will use. And why does this stuff work? Well, programs are designed to trade around these levels, right? So you have programs that are, uh, are programmed by much smarter people than me who are using these levels to trade around because they see that same risk reward edge as well. And they're trading with, you know, much bigger size. What I'm just trying to do is follow what they're doing and follow their level. Okay. So a lot of it is like computer generated. So it's not, it's not unusual to see it or any of these stocks bounce off these key Fibonacci levels for that reason. Oh yeah, definitely. And let me show you something here because we have this, uh, UI path in Counter-Strike. And I've been talking about this one for a while. Let me delete some of these charts so they're not too confusing. I'll redraw this. Uh, we had the gap up in earnings and some consolidation on here before we had the pullback. So I was kind of looking like, all right, we got 61.8 here, it did hold, we're gonna target here. But I also noticed on the other side, so I use that negative 23.6 for target. You can use these extensions as well what I also noticed was this 2450 level is very important. And what happened when we got through that 2450? We took out the highs and we expanded out. Now, today it's having a rough day because of the uh, CPI number and a lot of these smaller stocks are being sold. But yeah, I'm still targeting up here at 29. That would be my, my target. So you can, you can use these on these shorter term timeframes that if a resistance level breaks, you break and go with that flow up to the extension, which is the 161.8 in uh in path what's the ticker for ui path oh it's p-a-t-h p-a-t-h okay yeah. just so people know and um, then what was the next one you wanted to see palo alto networks yeah some of these others are kind of overlooked but they have been hitting new highs so i'm kind of curious as to what the what the fibs are saying on some of these that aren't talked about every day this one's tough um now Lows to highs did come halfway back and we filled. You can see how we kind of struggled at that fib level. So this was definitely sold. You're talking about 60 points down off that level and back into it before we had earnings and it took its next leg higher. So let's zoom into, let's go on the daily here and zoom into 2023. Um, that's not gonna work. Let me go back. Oops, sorry, it's sometimes these, Charts can be kind of funky and it's hard to find the levels that you're looking for. So, all right. So we're drawing the 2022 
highs to lows, and then we kind of have these levels again, right? So if it's going to pull SMCI, you're looking at 472, which is the 423.6 extension, right? You're looking for a full, if you're looking for a pullback, something to buy, this hasn't retraced at all. Almost there. Hasn't really retraced at all since early 2023. So what you're looking for is a pullback into this kind of consolidation range that it saw in the uh, spring of last summer of last year. So we're talking 225 to 260 area for eventual targets up here. Um, so there's two different ways you can use this. As you can see, you can use the pullback or you can use the continuation of the move into the extension. And uh, you know, I find them both useful. And when you have these charts on your stock, it's kind of like a like a map where you can just kind of it's a, a guide where it's giving you like a Google Maps directions of this is where you buy, this is where you turn left, and this is where you sell, this is where you turn right. Now, these kinds of charts with the fib levels and all that stuff. You, you can't find this on like Zax.com or on like Yahoo Finance. You do need a more advanced like trading platform, right? Yeah. I mean, any broker that has an interactive trading platform should be able to give you all these kinds of tools that you can use. Um, now, uh, for Zax, if you go to charts, if you go to interactive, um, they we use TradingView on those charts, so you can play around with TradingView. You can do all kinds of fibs with them. I've just used I've used Ameritrade for years, and I'm just it's just something I refuse to leave, um, just because I'm so familiar with it. Yeah, no, it makes sense uh, because it is you know you are get used to that style of the system, and oh, it, yeah. it, it does seem see, pretty I'm so, intense. I'm so fast on these just because I'm used to it. right, right. Okay, so that's good to know that on the trading view, you can do the fibs on the trading oh, yeah. view on Zax.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Palo Alto Networks. The ticker is PANW. Uh, what about ServiceNow? That's another one. It's taking off, it's hitting new highs as well. Nobody's really talking about it either. So I was kind of curious what was going on with that one. I love this stock. You know, it's an AI play as well. They got everything, it's, their management seems like they really got it together. Uh, they're always doing well in earnings. So I talked about kind of the fundamental stuff that I like. Um, and you can see uh, the lows way back here in 2016. This stock has a hard time retracing. I've just got the lows drawn here. And we had that 2022 pullback into the buy zone. It didn't quite get down to a 61.8. Um, but yeah, I, it's almost hit its targets here. Um, and, you know, just because it hasn't gone down here, Sometimes I like to see what the other side looks. So I'm going to go from the highs in late 2021 to the lows. Let's delete my old chart. And you can have some good, pretty good targets up here. The thing looks like it still has some room. Um, you can see when it came up into late or yeah, late 2023, we had some choppiness just above the 61.8 uh, up move. And then we just extended higher and, you know, we're, we're almost there to what I would say would be my, my targets for the stock. Now, if you don't want to chase this one, let's see the last retracement. Yeah, we retraced here. Okay. So I start the next one. Yep. Filled. Right. Let's see. Uh, halfway back. Yeah. I'll say this, this counts. So what I do is I want to look for the last, the last low and I'm going to look for, 
I'll move down into the 650 area, which is kind of like that previous high, 650 to 700, before I move up back up. Um, now, we are getting some selling today. Today's really the first. It's kind of fun we're doing this today because today's the first pullback in, <laughs> you know, weeks. So Yes, um, February 13th. On the CPI report, it was hotter than expected. So stocks are selling off when we're recording this. Yeah, so, as yeah. we're talking. Um, so this is a good day to have these up and look for pullbacks because, uh, you know, you finally have a momentum switch and perhaps you can get a service now down at 650, which would be the spot I'd be really interested in. Okay, what about some of the stocks that have been uh, more challenged that have had pullbacks on their earnings like Snap? Ticker SNAP. Yeah, let's they look had at a snap. big pullback. What what does a fib tell us on this kind of stack? I do have something drawn up here. It this is just a crazy chart. So it's very difficult to draw something when we've had that vertical up, vertical down, and then just sideways, right? Uh, it, it's very difficult to work with the fibs if there's not some kind of trend. Um, but you can see how this might work if you were looking back in uh, 2021, um, if you were looking for a place to get short or some kind of targets. Now this, this was a violent move. So basically these lows to highs, once that broke, you wouldn't want to be long, right? And you can see this was an earnings move that just took it out, went down here, and then we came down here. So you can use this on the short side as well, right? Let me delete this and we'll, we'll zoom in. Um, let's, so we have a similar move, this earnings move, right? And we have the lows, made back in late September to the highs, which were up around 18 at the end of the year. And, you know, if we had a natural pullback down into this $12 area, I'd be like, yeah, maybe it's, it's time to buy. But it, this isn't a natural pullback. This is an earnings move that cut doesn't really care about the technical level. So um, I'm going to say that this setup is what I call broken. It's not valid. All right. And so if we zoom in, to see what would make me interested in this stock. So let's draw the, the prior highs here to the earnings lows. Let's just say that these are the lows and it does manage to get back above. This is the red line. It's a 200 day moving average. Gets up to 13, gets up to 14 to 15. Now I'd want to watch this area for two reasons. One, if I'm bearish and I think it's going to go back down, I'd want to initiate a short in this area because it's a 61.8 resistance from this measured move here. And I would look for the low nines, which is pretty much the lows of, well, not the lows of last year, but the previous lows here before this up move. Now, if for some reason the stock continued to move higher, got above 16, like, whoa, I have to get out of my short. This is broken the same way it was on the, broken on the downside. And perhaps maybe they have a good quarter next quarter. They turn everything around. Perhaps it gets moving. This is what I'm going to target, right? I'm targeting that 161.8 extension higher. Now, um, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm pretty bearish snap. So what I would do is if it got up here, I would look on the short side for a move back down. Um, that would be my approach for, for snap. That quarter just wasn't good. Uh, so I mean, that's kind of like I use my charts, but you got to take those fundamentals into consideration and it does create a bias behind the chart, right? Right, right. That that's what was what I was just thinking as you were saying that. Like the Fibonacci's give you these levels, but it doesn't tell you whether or not to be a bear or a bull. You have to decide. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have your bias. 
right? Yeah. Whatever it may be for whatever reason. Oh, I'm biased. I want to be long all AI stocks. So I'm going to be drawing charts to get long. Oh, I don't like Snap or anything and to do social media. So I'm going to be drawing charts to get short. You know, it, it's just you're going to have a bias for whatever fundamental reason. And the charts are there for you to confirm that bias and take the trade, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. There's no, there's no guarantees in any kind of stock trading. No. That's <laughs> no sure things. Um, okay. Let's take a look at another one that's kind of blown up, which is PayPal. Yeah. Ticker PYPL. And yeah. it, this one has struggled for a while too. Definitely. I mean, it looks like the chart we just looked at, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? It looks yeah. almost exactly the same. If I didn't know better, I would think it was the same chart. Yeah. yeah. So if I was back in 2021, this is what I would be looking at, right? Lows to highs, came back, tested beautifully, made a pre it made a, a new high. Uh and it was well on its way to 339, um, if the earnings were good, but they weren't, right? So the stock started to trend lower. So this um it wasn't broken yet, but what I would have done is from these highs to lows look what happened 61.8 targets filled so that was a nice short setup and what you would have, would have done here is look uh you'd gotten short um it's kind of like the smci move right that we just looked at you'd have gotten short and if it broke about 300 and you're like no i'm out i don't want to risk uh 340 and you would have targeted here and you, you would have been out at 250 you'd have taken that trade because you're a trader um and you would have missed all this, but it's still at the same time, a pretty good trade. So then if you were long, let's go back to this one. Um, below that 61.8, which is these kind of prior lows, you got to be up, right? You can't hold on to this. You can't suffer through this pain. And you can see the 161.8 worked to the short side before it bounced. Um, so pretty amazing setup there. Um, now let's zoom in on this and kind of see where we're at with this recent mess <laughs> now you look at this it's just kind of sideways right hasn't done anything um just a little lower than this grind back here in, uh, a year ago so what i want to do is i want to take these highs to the lows and kind of see if i got anything well it looks like i do right so we have a 61.8 the recent rally was sold uh struggled with the 50-day moon average and then we had the bad earnings so now we're trending lower and i would be targeting on the short side 44. Okay, I would change my mind on all this if we got back above the 200-day moving average. Or the, these three moving averages are basically the same uh, spot, so it's very tightly consolidated. Um, back above 66.50, I would start like I would be covering any kind of short. I would start to be looking long over here. I would gain more confidence that this would be going up uh, to 93. So two ways to look at this: no matter what happens on the fundamental side, uh, above 66.50 can't be short anymore. I want to start looking long. Um, but right now it looks like a short down. Uh, <laughs> looks like it's going to take out the prior lows there at 50 and try to find some uh, uh, bottom, I don't know, low 40 somewhere. 44 would be my target. Okay. So these types of charts where uh, the stock has, you know, sold off big and it's kind of just in this narrow trading range for a couple of years, these are ones that anyone using the Fibonacci, it's just, it's not fun to use the Fibonacci on these. Companies. No, I mean, if you're trying to look like, let, let, let's go in this two month consolidation here. Like you're 
looking for some setup and you it broke and you're like oh i'm gonna get long i'm gonna get long so you really have to and then there oh i'm gonna get short you know you really have to be careful with this you want to wait for some kind of confirmation before you take this trade you just don't want to buy these levels you want to wait for that confirmation you don't have to get the very bottom you don't have to short the very top you want to wait for confirmation have those targets in sight and then and then take the trade and then always remember to use stops if your levels get broken you got to get out um you got in for a reason if the level isn't there anymore if it's broken you got to get out right that's always good advice um okay is there is there any other chart before we wrap it up that you think everybody should should be looking at or that you look at? Well, we can look at my uh, S&P 500 chart. Uh, for those, I know a lot of people are looking for a pullback. The market is overextended. Counter-Strike last week, we got short um, and we got long the VIX. Just, I view the recent rally as kind of unhealthy price action just because we haven't seen a retrace. Like if we retrace and keep going up, I'm like, that's fine. But for me, a guy who like lives and dies by these fibs, I really need a retrace. So what I'm looking for, and I, I mean, I, I hate to root for against the market, but what I'm looking for as a potential retrace is a move from the lows in October up to the previous highs. Let's just say these highs were made yesterday. That's it. We're not going higher. I'm going to draw from there. And then your buy zone is 44.65 the 45.75 in the S&P. So that's a significant pullback, right? Now, a lot of things have to happen, and I could make an argument for us to go higher, like the 21-day moving average, if that holds. Look, look at this little setup, right? Right around there. So if we bounce, made a new high, that could happen. That could happen for sure. Um, now, if we liquidate below the 21-day moving average, which is, for you guys listening, 4,900, I could definitely see a move down into this 161.8 at 47.15 which would uh, take out the 50-day moving average. Um, and that would be that prior kind of uh, support here at 4,700. So I would think that it's a totally healthy move, uh, unlike what we have been seeing. And you know, you have an event like today with the CPI where we push back the Fed cutting rates, very logical to see the market uh, reprice some things. So I think you know, what I just showed you is pretty, pretty possible for the next couple months. Okay, so this is very helpful for those who have always wondered what Fibonacci levels are, how to use them, what they look like on the chart. And I, I hope people realize you have been doing this for a couple of decades now, and most, most everyone is not, and they're going to be new at it. So it's not going to be as you know quick and easy as you are doing here on these charts, and you're just going to I would assume have to have, you know, just a trial period where you're messing around with it, right? I, I would just encourage, recommend? just draw these retracements, go back in history. I went back, uh, I think I did this 10 years ago. I went back a hundred years and did retracements. And I think, you know, these programs weren't, weren't there a hundred years ago. Why did this happen? You know, it's this weird thing in science, in math that these retracements are like little signals where people just naturally step in and buy. So now the programs are programmed to step in and buy or sell. And I think it's your job now as a trader to know that like where these levels are. Right. Right. Good advice. Don't, don't fight the computer and the everybody else. No, using it. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So let's recap some of the stock tickers we talked about. Uh, we talked about Supermicro Computer, it's ticker SMCI. 
Palo Alto Networks, P-A-N-W, ServiceNow, ticker N-O-W, Snap, which is just S-N-A-P, PayPal, P-Y-P-L, P is in Paul, Y, P is in Paul, L is in Larry. And then UiPath is PATH, ticker P-A-T-H. So as always, be sure to get all of our podcasts because we are trying to cover all these topics that are in the news right now. And many of these are whether or not this rally will continue to extend. That's that's all we're talking about right now. But be sure to get us, get these video podcasts on YouTube at zax.com slash YouTube or just put in Zach's Investment Research for our YouTube page. Subscribe over there and get them always when the the new one comes out. You can also get us as just the regular podcast on Apple Podcasts. I know most of you listen over there. Get us on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're also on SoundCloud and various other uh, platforms. You can get us on many of them. We also are on um, YouTube as a podcast on just Zach's podcast. It's a separate page, but you won't get the video over there. You'll only get the audio podcast. But be sure to get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.